Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. It's no mystery that our world is broken. So the real question is, do you believe it will ever be fixed or made right? The answer, yes. But it will often require faithful endurance on our part. In Daniel chapter 12, the Lord is wrapping up the prophecies He is giving to Daniel. These prophecies have taken Daniel from his own time until the end of the world. The visions of the end of the world is pretty unsettling, but God assures Daniel he is in control. The Lord also assures Daniel and all of us that things will come together in the end. So let's join Pastor Jim in part one of his message, The Day God Fixes Everything. All right, well, maybe it's just me. I'm willing to admit it could just be me. But do you ever feel like we live in between something? We live in between a world that is just incredibly broken on the one side, and on the other side, we live in a quick fix culture. And so how you take a broken world and fix it quickly, I don't really know. And I've known this for a long time, but I think this week I really, really thought about it uh, because an ad, you know how you, when you buy something, an ad comes up on your screen for it, like for the rest of your life that you're going to buy, like you're going to buy more of it. Um, And so an ad came on my screen because uh, sometimes for breakfast or lunch, I'll have a protein shake instead of a meal. So an ad came up for for a supplement. And the supplement was made by a company called Insane Labs. And the name of their supplement is I Am God. Now, some of you are like, I really don't believe that. Well, okay, just to prove it to you right now, I'm going to show it to you. There it is. I Am God. So I was just staring at my screen like most of you are staring at it right now. And I was staring at the screen, and I'm thinking to myself, Well, first off, Insane Labs, what a great name for a company. (laughs) And secondly, I'm thinking, I am God. Now, most people want to be gods in their own lives. But really, if you were to be God over the whole world, is there anybody who really wants that job? I mean, I don't know if this is what the supplement does. I don't know if it makes you God over everything or not. Now, Daniel has been a prisoner of war in Babylon for 70 years. Went there when he was about 15. He's probably getting close to 90 now. And, and he's faithful to the end. And in chapter 11, which we covered its an entirety last Wednesday night, he gets a vision basically kind of from his day all the way until the end of time. And to be honest with you, the vision is scary. It's not really good. And Daniel has really been teaching me throughout his entire book that the world is indeed broken, which of course I know, but also that that patient endurance and God's protection of his people is the mission and the culture of heaven. So let's not forget that, that patient endurance and that God protects his people That's what God is all about. That's what heaven is all about. And and Daniel's vision, which we saw Wednesday night so far, has come true. It goes all the way up to the end of the time, which hasn't happened yet. 
has reminded me that God is really in control. Now, if you're new to the Christian faith, you'll hear people say stuff like, well, God is sovereign. That means he's in control. Or you'll hear people say, God is still on the throne. And you're like, what what does that mean? That means that God is still in control. Now, that helps eliminate hopelessness. Or or at least it, it should. But the reason it doesn't fully eliminate hopelessness is why. Because the world is broken, that means we are broken as well. It also should change the way in which we see the world. Now, it's easy for us to go to extremes. We tend to be people who, who do stuff like that. Um, some of us are on this end. We have just given up. We just, we just were tired. We were tired going into the pandemic, and the pandemic hit, and whatever little gas was left in the tank is now we're just running on fumes. We're tired. We're exhausted. Maybe, maybe we are depressed. Others over here are thinking, and we talk about it now more in this times than ever before because it's sort of become the new religion. Other people think if we could just get it politically right, we could fix everything. I was talking with someone a number of weeks ago, and they were talking about how if we could get everything politically right in our country, that everything would be just fine. And I said, okay, can I just just give you three words that would make me question your thinking. And they said, okay, go ahead. Three words, go ahead. Iran, Russia, and China. Those are three things that we have absolutely, positively no control over, right? Oh, we'll give you economic sanctions. Like, you're gonna hurt our people and they're gonna hate you even more than they already do. And so this is a difficult time in which we find ourselves living in. It's, it's perfectly, seems to me, perfectly natural for people to feel like we live in a world that is out of control. So here's the key. We have to trust that God is in control of a world that is out of control. Do we have that? We've, that's, that's the essence of our faith. And so the title of our message today is The Day God Fixes Everything. The Day God Fixes Everything. So Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, the angel is still talking to Daniel, this vision that goes through 10, 11, and 12. And he says, at that time, what time is that? Uh, from Chapter 11, verse 40, it said the time of the end. And we, it's the time when the Antichrist wants to eliminate all of God's people. So what's the answer? What's the answer? Take the supplement. You forgot already. That's the answer. <laughs> no, Michael. Now, who's Michael? Michael's an archangel. Now, some of you are like, I don't believe in that angel stuff there, Pastor Jim. I'm sorry. Well, in the first song we sang, you were just singing about it. You were just singing Sing Choirs of Angel. I think sometimes people don't even realize what we're singing about. Like we're just like, we're just immune to it. So Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. Some versions say protects your people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Another version says distress. Another one says anguish. Such as never was since 
there was a nation. Some versions say since nations came into existence, could be just Israel, could be nations in general, even to that time. So let's just stop right there. Now, you've heard people say, do you ever hear people say stuff like this? It can't get any worse than this. God completely disagrees. He completely disagrees. And some of you come from other countries. And you're like, where I came from at its best is worse than this place is at its best. Most people come from other countries like, you Americans, man, you got it made and you don't even know how well you have it made. It might be fair to say, maybe a little insulting, that American self-centeredness and constant bad news that's on our screens. Did you ever notice your screens are full of constant bad news is numbing us to a lot of different things. That's one of the reasons why I suggest to people that don't go to your screen as soon as you wake up in the morning. Because what happens is, All the bad news is numbing us to the pain in the world. Some of you got up this morning and you're like, oh, tornadoes in another part of the country. Oh, wow, that's really bad. You know, like you don't even feel the pain anymore. You say, well, why, why is that so important? Because you won't be careful in your Bible reading. See, in your Bible reading, in my Bible reading, it's necessary that we feel the pain of the people in the Bible. Why is that necessary? Just so we feel the pain of other people? Well, that's part of it. But here's the thing. If you don't feel the pain of the people in the Bible, it will be very hard for you to experience God in your pain. So as you feel their pain and as you see God ministering to them, you, if, you, if you make the connection, you'll be able to say, you know, I remember in the Bible, this happened to those people and God showed up. Maybe he didn't fix it, but he showed up and he'll do the same for me. So at the end of Daniel 11, things were so bad, it was like a, it was like a train that had come off the railroad tracks. And so God here sends a powerful angel to intervene. So I think Daniel would tell us, listen, God is on the throne. God is in control, but you still have to be involved. It's still very important that you're involved. And I think it would also tell all of us that it's time to turn up the heat. And what I mean by that, it's time to turn up the volume and the intensity on your prayers. The worse you see the world getting, the more you have to pray, God, I'm praying for victory and nothing else. I'm not praying for kind of thing, oh, you know, kind of fix this or kind of this. I am praying for victory. Now, here's the pushback, and 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 I feel it. I feel it, okay? Stop, stop, stop. Okay, I feel it. Here's the pushback. Pastor Jim, I get what you're saying, but I am having trouble enough just to hold my own life together now. Like that is tough enough for me as it is. My anxiety, my depression, my worry, 
my fear, it is all getting the better of me. And then I go on social media and see all the phonies trying to pretend their life is great. Or I go to church and everybody's doing fine. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And my email inbox is blowing up all week with people who on Sunday were doing fine. But now they ain't doing so fine. Come on, man. Be real. Be real. Most of you are not doing fine. Uh, After the first service, people are walking out. Thank you for being so honest. Like, I'm not doing good. I go, good. Go tell somebody else. Right? Seriously. It's okay not to be fine. Or maybe it's just in your head. Forget about social media. You say, I don't do that stuff. It makes me crazy. It's just in your head. You feel the pressure to be something or somebody, yet in your heart and in your soul, you feel like a complete loser. Maybe right now, you're going through life and you have absolutely no idea who you are. You've completely lost yourself. You, have, you don't know, you have, you've lost your identity. Your identity and your purpose is so cloudy right now. Now, some of you go, well, you don't have to deal with all that, Pastor Jim. You're, you're a pastor and you have no problems. Well, I've told this congregation many times before, when I was in the business world, I felt like everything I touched turned to gold. And then I started a church and everything I touched broke. <laughs> That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Don't be like, oh, poor Pastor Jim. Forget that. Don't feel sorry for that. So what is all that? What is all this? It's brokenness. That's what it is. And through the word of God, the God of the word wants, you to, wants to help you connect the cross of Jesus Christ And knowing God through Jesus Christ with, as we're going to see today, the resurrected life. The resurrected life, which if you're a follower of Jesus, you are already beginning to experience it if you want to begin to experience it. In other words, for God's people, for those who have turned to God and put their trust in Jesus, Jesus called it repenting and believing, The Lord wants to connect. Please understand, he wants to connect our brokenness and our anxiety and our pain. And Jesus was no stranger to any of that. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? Before he's going to die, what's he doing? Father, if there's another way. He's so anxious, he's sweating drops of blood. In that moment, one of the things I'm most thankful for is that the apostles were asleep. Because they would have walked up to him, probably Peter would have led the crowd and would have said, you know, Lord, you need to trust the Lord. (laughs) Peter would be like, God would be like, oh man. Jesus would be like, oh. You see, Jesus knows that God wants to connect the brokenness of this world and himself with his eternal plans and purposes for his glory and for you.
the Lord wants us to see in the prophecies of, of the heartache in Daniel's visions that all our pain is limited by the Lord's mercy. I have to say that again because I, I, I want you to either write that down or just say, Lord, just whisper right now, Lord, deposit that in my heart that all your pain, all your sorrow, all your anxiety is limited by the Lord's mercy. And God uses those things to get us to trust in him more. Not that he's trying to do bad things to us, but he will use those things to get us to trust in him more. You see, it helps to look for evidences of grace in your life, gifts of, of improvement, and, and, and especially in your spiritual growth, a word we call sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, but not only in your life, but in the life of others. Daniel's visions also show us that all of our pain and our brokenness, even our success, is on a timer. God has it all according to his plan. And, and here, here's the thing about that. The, the, the purposes of God are not always going to be known to you and I. They're just not. And when you're in a difficult time, does, it, does God give any of you a schedule? I, I, don't, get, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get that schedule. And whenever I make a schedule, nothing ever goes according to schedule. So we don't get a schedule, but, but that's an important part that, that we don't know what's going on. We don't know the timing of it. That's an important part of learning to trust in the Lord. So as you trust in the Lord over time, you begin to see as hard as it might be and as senseless as it might seem that no trial is really wasted and God allows certain things as needed. In other words, God is not wasting your time. God is not gonna waste his time. But sometimes painful things need to happen in our lives to make us more like Jesus and to help us trust more. Let me give you an example to you, to you parents. Many of you have had this experience. You're a parent and you have a little one. And you tell them, we're going to the doctor. And if you're good, you promise them some reward. Why you get a good reward for being good is beyond me, but let's forget about that. And does your kid like the doctor? No, they still got the trauma from the last shot they got. They don't want to go to the doctor. And so you're taking them there and they are whining and crying. I'm like, you hate me, you hate me. But they need to go to the doctor. They need to go to the doctor. And it may hurt, but it's needed. You see, your role, my role as a child of God is to trust and obey our heavenly father when we really don't understand. In other words, and this is not easy, God wants us to give up control to him. Do we have any control freaks here in the audience? Yeah, I don't, so weird. 
Last, week, last service, they were all sitting on this side. This service, they're all on that side. <laughs> the, the ushers got like control freaks. <laughs> no, they just don't want to admit it. They just don't want to admit it. So God wants us to, to give up control to him. And, and, and you can because you can when you know how much he loves you. And you can when you know that he is good, but just not kind of good. But he's perfectly good. So what's my part? Do nothing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We persevere in faith and trust, but that's not faking it. That's bold confidence that a follower of Jesus is empowered by the grace of God to continue to follow him. Now, let's talk about what that looks like. I don't want, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about the picture that's not in your head. What does that look like? Sometimes it looks very tearful. Sometimes it's saying to God, I just don't understand. But I trust that you do. Sometimes. You're going to be very fearful. That, all that stuff does not mean, remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? All that stuff does not mean that you are not trusting the Lord. I know some of your well-meaning friends will tell you that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. And, and you don't have to necessarily like it. You ever have something going on in your life and you tell God, I don't like this. Well, don't worry, I tell them enough for all of you. But it is helpful to flip the coin over and say, Lord, I don't like this, but, but will you help me experience your love and your presence and your wisdom in the midst of this? When, when you and I, when we, when we trust in a sovereign God in a time of trouble, like Daniel says here, a time of distress and a time of anguish, hopefully we'll begin to see that it's not random. That God has a plan. It will come to pass. And God has plans for developing us and making us stronger in the meantime. So why is all this so important? Well, look at the end of verse 1. Because a certain day is coming, and or but at that time, what time? The time of the end, your people shall be delivered. Some versions say rescued, everyone who is found written in the book. Now, this passage is written well over 500 years before Jesus Christ is born, and it was meant then and now to enlarge the hearts of God's people to help us to really see things differently. At the same time, and I don't want you to think that I have not been aware of you. If you are not a follower of Jesus, if you're sitting here, you're in another place in the building, you're watching online, you're listening on the radio, wherever, welcome. Glad that you're here. But God wants you to really think about your life beyond today. 
beyond tomorrow, even beyond the grave. Daniel, again, probably getting close up to 90. People of God have been back in Jerusalem about two years. The ones that went, not many of them went. They like, fine, living in Babylon. We like the pagan life, man, party on. They were having trouble getting up there, getting the city rebuilt. Daniel knows he's not going home. But the Lord holds out to Daniel, what? The hope of eternity. And in the Bible, hope is not like, well, I kind of hope that works out for you. No, no, hope is certainty. So here God throws his people a lifeline of hope, a lifeline of certainty in a very difficult time, a reason for joy in the midst of despair and the midst of brokenness. So what is it? The creator of the cosmos promises to rescue his people promises to bring them home. Thanks for listening to Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love is designed to bring you hope, encouragement, and the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Please pray with us that Changed by Love will make a profound difference in many lives. We are stronger together than we could ever be apart. Teaming together in prayer is the key to a spiritually rich life. It really does take a team of praying individuals to reach thousands. Thank you for being a part of the Change by Love support team. To find out more ways to team with Change by Love, go to our website at changedbyloveradio.org or you could call 862-217-9686. Thank you for spending time with Pastor Jim Kevney and Changed by Love.